it's hard to be enthusiastic if the greatest days of your life are behind you. I think that's, in fact, it's impossible that, that you could, for you to be enthusiastic if, if all the, of all your dreams and your hopes you've already accomplished, because that's the whole thing, right? That's if you're, if you're, if your memories are bigger than your dreams, then it means that you've already accomplished that. And so then you, well, you're, then you're dead. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Invictus Mindset Podcast. Today's guest is a legendary big wave surfer. He's the co-inventor of toe-in surfing, and he's an outdoor enthusiast who is a master at pursuing adventure and embracing life as a work of art. He's also the founder of XPT, Extreme Performance Training, alongside his beautiful wife, Gabby Reese. He's a waterman god and a sun-kissed global icon. The man, Laird Hamilton. Welcome to the show, man. Had to get through that one. That was painful. <laughs> hey, you, should, you should be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to kind of hear all the cool things that are used in the world to describe your resume so far. And I know you are a man that is incredibly humble, but it also is like, Cool to touch on some of those things occasionally to give you a little high five and pat on the back. There's no doubt I'm thankful that I've had a lot of opportunities to to kind of be involved in stuff. And, you know, I think, I mean, an opportunity is only as good as the effort that you put into it. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the opportunities. And and uh, I always try to, you know, what do they say? Take that the film we did, take every wave. You know, it's like when the wave comes, try to catch it. And ride it the best you can. Sometimes you don't, and, but you you always have to try, right? What I love about the way you describe that, and this is a great place to start our conversation, is it just leads into that beginner's mindset and the incredible enthusiasm that beginners have. They're not super conscious of, you know, what if this doesn't go according to plan? There's not that comparison to what was. It's it's just uniquely being curious and, and that childlike mindset. What does that kind of mean to you? I mean, I just heard it earlier today. I was listening to uh, a doctor, Tom Hawk, speak about our hoax, speak about uh, being enthusiastic, you know, being, being and how important that was uh, for learning, that that's just the mandatory trait for learning. It's why children are have so much enthusiasm uh because i mean is it are they enthusiastic because they're learning or are they learning because they're enthusiastic i you know i think it's they're learning because they're enthusiastic so they're super excited and interested uh and and that enthusiasm drives you to 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 search right to search and look and and explore and kind of i think there's something to be said about being enthusiastic to the point where you're not just accepting accepting that things are done a certain way. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You're just like, mm, I don't, I mean, maybe it can be done this way. Maybe it can be done that way. You know how a little kid is. They, they take their toys and make them do all kinds of crazy things, right? That it wasn't supposed to do. It's like, Oh, that's not an airplane. That's a truck. And you know, that kind of mentality, but 
the I think for me, I know that that enthusiasm is every everything. Uh, you know, there's a quote in the big book that you know retain your youthful enthusiasm and. You know, if you look at somebody who's old that is enthusiastic, you would you would he seems young. You know, an old an old man that's in that's enthusiastic seems young, and a young man that's unenthusiastic seems old. There's like a totally, and so I think there's something about you know the fountain of youth and enthusiasm. It definitely gives you motivation and and keeps you open uh, and hungry, hungry to to learn. Totally. What do you think kind of happens over time? You know, why do you, why do you children that eventually become adults start to lose some of that enthusiasm and start to just, okay, I'm going to follow the rules and go step one, step two, step three, and kind of lose that healthy source of questioning? Well, I think life happens, you know, I think, I think life, I mean, can be discouraging at times and definitely spirit, spirit breaking, uh, you know, and you get a lot of information, you fill the file cabinet up. You know, you kind of fill up with information and then you and unless you're kind of throwing some of it away, uh, it just the, the cabinet, you know, the file cabinet gets full. So I think you have to kind of be choosy about maybe what's going in and staying in. Uh, and, you know, but but I mean, life can be, you know, you can get worn down by it and, and lose your and, and I think when you're optimistic and you're in, you know, you're, 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 the, you're, you're that, you have that child mindset, you know, you live a while and then you kind of, well, you know, Santa Claus isn't real and such and such this and that, you know, fairy tale life that you thought you were going to have, maybe you don't have. And just all these things kind of happen to you. And the truth is, is that part of it is when you lose it, then you lose the opportunity to have those things happen. So it's like a weird thing where, you know, life, you get worn down, you lose your enthusiasm. And because you lose it, then you don't get reasons to be enthusiastic. So it's kind of, I think it's an ongoing, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a muscle, right? It's a muscle that. Yeah, for sure. That you need to exercise. I also think surfing kind of pulls that out of you because, I mean, you have to be optimistic to hope that the next wave is the best wave. And I can't help but pull a, a little reference from uh, Ted Lasso. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but when he coaches his athletes, he describes a goldfish as having the the best short-term memory. And I know I had that in basketball. It's like, if I missed 10 shots, I had to believe the 11th one was going in. And, you know, the optimism around, you know, what you described earlier, you're a wave chaser. And sometimes the waves are flat, but you have to believe that in any moment, they can be ready to rock and you're ready to explore dream and discover to, you know, find that next wave. Well, and that, and that there, and that there could always be a better one, right. Coming mm-hmm. like potential for the best wave that you've ever ridden is there mm-hmm. and it exists. Right. And so, uh, and, and that, and, and I think that's, and that's truth. That's true about everything, but, but you, uh, you know, I think, I think, with something like the ocean and surfing, you definitely, it's a physical manifestation of some of that, some of those beliefs where you get to, you know, that you get those, you get to see those, those, uh, those kind of hopes come true. I mean, it, it can be discouraging as well when you're just, you know, I will, what do we say? No expectations, no disappointment. So, hmm, you know, like always careful to not get too excited about the potential swell because 
it'll let you down. If you, you know, it's like having, you know, you go to a movie and if you have too many expectations, you're usually disappointed. If you go in like random and just go see some, something. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, that was amazing. Where if you, if you went in thinking it needed to be something special, then it might not live up to that. So I think that that's another, that's a game. Oh, absolutely. I also think that famous line, exchange expectation for appreciation and your world changes forever. And you do a great job of that. Like I think recently on your Instagram, you talked about how every approach towards the ocean is uniquely its own. It's its own special tiptoe towards the adventure of what the ocean possesses that day or that moment. What are your thoughts around this relationship that you have with nature and the ocean? I, I mean, I think that 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 the environment that we live in, that that the that nature and the world is there to to show us and teach us the best way to behave, the best way to mm-hmm. live, the best way to believe. If you're, if you're watching and you're listening and you're, you know, the, the, the nature teaches us everything. We only know what we see and what we hear and what we understand. So, but that's what we understand of what there, of what is. And I think nature is just, nature is a, is a, is a beautiful uh, creation, right? It's a beautiful thing that, that, kind of puts everything in perspective and, and you know that's i mean you're gonna you know nothing's gonna humble humble you more than nature right nothing's gonna make you more you know you're if you could understand if we could truly understand everything that was happening in the universe you'd be the smartest person that ever lived right so yeah totally I mean, kind of understand it then you're the smartest person that ever lived so if you if you just get little fragments, I think that's where, and for me, I think that's where real intelligence comes from. It comes from what nature and the relationship that you have, but you have to be observant and, and, and then also observe, but then also kind of start to begin to, to understand the relationship of, you know, what's happening, like what is happening. Observing is one thing and then understanding what you're observing is a whole nother discipline. Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that a little bit. When you say kind of observing what's going on in nature, you know, what are, what are some of the things that kind of come to brain? I know in the past you've used like a hawk analogy. I know you can gently kind of describe, you know, some of the relationship of, you know, how the waves are coming in or kind of the wind or the time of day or reference points for yourself, you know, in relation to this concept of observing. But for our listeners, what, what do you kind of mean by that? Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I believe that there's always a phys- physical manifestation of a, of, a, of a spiritual or a philosophical thought. And I don't, I, maybe the spiritual and the philosophical came from the observation of the physical. But, you know, the, the relationship, I mean, when you, you can hear people talk about any subject and their approach to it and, 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 and the way and the, and the inner workings of any subject. Uh, for either learning something or uh, in that area or becoming masterful at it or, or what the mindset is to, 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 to discovery within every field. And it's, you can, you can connect that to every other thing, right? You can connect that to the observation of waves and how waves act and then the ability to understand what's going on. I mean, 
or, you know, or, or, or the weather or just, yeah, I mean, it's all intertwined. And so there's a, you know, there's, there's formulas happening every day in front of your eyes that are, that are, uh, that, that are transferable, right? I, I believe that yeah. life is a, our life is a formulaic process. And I think that those formulas that, you know, the formulas for success are the same, no matter what the genre, you know, I don't care what the genre is. That's why people that have a certain level of success all can relate so well to other people that have a certain level of success in a completely different. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's cool to, that you make that reference around transferable skills and the nature and it is kind of like the foundational piece. And I really think it links to, you know, when you find one thing isolated, it's typically linked to everything else in the universe in some capacity. And you're, you're living that. And I think it's cool that you do it in such a, a very unique primal way. Trident Coffee is sponsoring this episode of the Invictus Mindset podcast. My guys over at Trident taught me something really important this last year, that we are all a bundle of stories, both good and bad and everything in between. At Trident, they're storytellers. All of their cold brews remind their customers that that they are part of something bigger than themselves. They help create connections through symbology and storytelling that engage their customers on an emotional level, and this distinguishes them from other coffee brands. You can find Trident in Imperial Beach and in Coronado. They offer over 14 plus nitro cold brews along with dairy-free options. You can find the perfect brew and pair it with one of their treats from their keto bakery. All these options will allow you to support your health and fitness journey with Trident Coffee. They're more than just a coffee company. You can check them out over at tridentcoffee.com and use code INVICTUS20 for 20% off online and in tap rooms. Once again, that's tridentcoffee.com. Use code INVICTUS20 for 20% off online and in tap rooms. Take your coffee experience to the next level. Two important factors for us over at Invictus Mindset are true care and attention to detail. My friends over at RX Markier have been bringing innovative fitness tools to the market since 2009. From their award-winning Evo speed ropes, to their amazing gymnastics grips, to their line of inflatable fitness equipment, they're constantly looking to problem solve within the fitness industry. They're always allowing us to have our gear work for us rather than against us. Hop on over to RX Mark Gear and use discount code Invictus Mindset to shop their latest cutting edge gear. Have your gear work with you and not against you. Striving to maximize your potential through health, wellness, and high level fitness requires tremendous midline strength and stability. Allow the crew over at Element 26 to co-pilot your journey so that you can destroy PRs and not destroy your body. They have this amazing self-locking weightlifting belt that provides a four inch uniform profile for optimal intra-abdominal pressure and back support. This quick release technology allows the pressure to be placed on the buckle and pin instead of the Velcro. Nothing's worse than being at the bottom of a squat and having the Velcro pop on your weightlifting belt. Head on over to element26.co and use code INVICTUS10 at checkout 
to receive 10% off all online purchases. Head on over to element26.co and use code INVICTUS10 at checkout to receive 10% off all online purchases. Destroy your PRs, not your body. You know, would you mind kind of discussing your relationship with the elements? Because I think we live in a culture that's very around comfort and luxury and, you know, this pursuit of trying to get something fancy. But in reality, it's exposure to hot, it's exposure to cold, it's getting sunlight, it's, you know, allowing yourself to feel some of those primal elements that enable us to build more resilience and a better connection to ourselves and others. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we become highly detached uh, from what we are, ultimately, and where we've come from. And, and you know, the process to get to this point uh, was a long and arduous one <laughs> that, that, uh, that was connected to nature. And so I think when you look at behavior, and, and, and other things that you, you, you know, you see the primal behavior and then, but then somehow be, we want to pretend like that has nothing to do with who we are and what we are. And because we have these sophisticated, you know, internet, computer, airplane, AC kind of environments. And, 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 and then we're, we almost, you know, we think that, somehow that in the last 100, 200 years negates all the, you know, hundreds of thousands of years that was prior, you know, that were prior to that, that made us what we are. And I think that uh, being connected to nature feels right. Like it feel it brings balance. It brings a certain, it brings a certain thing. And, you know, if you look at what we have going on right now in the world and just all of the anxiety and all of the the, the 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 stuff that we're going through, you can connect a lot of it to a detachment from being, uh, you know, a detachment from nature, from not being connected to nature. And I mean, I still live in a house and I have AC and I have cars and I have all the stuff. I'm not like, hey, caveman, go live in the cave. So, but I, but I'm always reminded to, you know, to, to look at the sun with that, you know, and, and that, and that, and that the sun and, and the sun's rays and the sun's light is what creates life. And so that I'm like, I, I want to absorb that. I want to look at that. I want to feel that. I want that to be part of my life. The ocean is, you know, is, is the reason why life exists as well. And so I want to have a more connection and an under, you know, kind of a relationship with that. And so I think that's part of experiencing the real essence of living, right, is experiencing these things. A woman, Byron Katie, who I, uh, is a friend of my family's, who's an incredible uh, uh, woman and, and teaches, you know, loving what is, is, is a great book that she has. But, you know, we were talking recently about pain, you know, and, you know, we, we think about pain and people are like pain, get away from it. It's a bad thing. And you and she was talking about how she was in some she had been experiencing some pain, like slammed her finger in the door of a car and then just recently had something go wrong with her eye and she's had some things and she was talking about how she was really experiencing the sensation of pain as one of the things that that we get to do while we're here on earth while we're alive as a human that that's that that is a piece of it now i mean there's some pain you don't want to experience it but it does change the way you look at pain when you 
when you are thinking about it, kind of understanding it and experiencing it as a sensation, you're definitely going to have a different feeling than, you know, whatever you do, you don't want to be in pain. And if you're in pain, get out of it immediately. That's a completely different approach than I'm in pain. And what are the sensations I'm experiencing while I'm in pain? And how does that make me feel? And how does it make the thing? And what's all that, you know, how is, what is that feel? What is that like? What is that like? What is that experience like? And, you know, I, I know when, when, when I, that I, when I've done that, it definitely has a, a, a different perspective on it. Like something like ice, you know, being in cold does where, you know, you're so fearful of it. And it's like, oh, that's a negative cold. It's bad. And you're going to catch a cold and you're going to be cold and all that. Instead of like, wow, go experience the sensation of doesn't mean that if you stay in long enough, you won't get hypothermic, but you definitely want to kind of experience that. And then you feel like an exhilaration and a sensation of being alive. Then you're like, wow, I feel alive right now. Not like, wow, I'm doing all this other stuff that has nothing to do with my biology and I feel terrible and I feel disconnected and I have anxiety. Maybe you just need to go out and, to, and take a walk in, in the forest or, 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 you know, just go to the beach and let your hands and feet be in the sand or something to, to reconnect to, to your, you know, to the mother earth, right? To the earth, which For is sure. what, I mean, we're birthed out of it. We're birthed out of the environment. So, but now we're like detached from it. It seems that's a, a an enormous disconnect that I, I think attributes to the majority of, of things that we have going on. Yeah, for sure. I, I love the way you described that, Laird. It's, it's a unique relationship, this concept of pain, because I don't know if you can relate to this, but pain for me has really been the only thing that's gotten me to change. And it's served as a little bit of a disruptor. And I think the human brain, especially ones that are as stubborn as mine, are conditioned to think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think what's unique about pain is that it forces you to alter your trajectory a little bit, look at things with a slightly different lens and realize that, you know, the, the processes and procedures that you use to go from A to B, maybe they were successful, but if you're trying to go from B to C, you may need to change some things and remove some things or add some things. And I, I think it's really cool how you describe that in relation to sensations. And for people listening, just to realize that pain is not always a bad thing. It can be the most magical learning experience. Yes. And, and, and like you said, make changes and, and, you know, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's one of the, it's one of the teaching tools, right? It's a, it's a big tool that we learn. I mean, when you're little, that hurt, well, I'm not going to do that again, it, it, exactly that way. Uh, you know, you put your finger in the candle and you're like, ow, that hurt. I won't do that again. I mean, it's what it, it it's also one of the, one of the, things that shows us where the boundaries are like where that line where's that edge you know where's the edge of where's the you know what are the parameters how far can i go over here how far can i go over there and then and then you can play with play with those with those uh, and maybe try to push those back a little bit or you know you, you but but it definitely is it shows you where all that stuff is and key and, and kind of guides us you know they they talk about you know, when some people have a, a like a disease that where you, they don't feel, 
Like they, they don't feel pain and it's a problem. It's a danger because you're like, you could be sitting on, you know, a nail and not know, like not know kind of thing. And so, I mean, obviously it's an, an, an incredibly important sensation for us through, for survival, like as mm-hmm. a survival. So to have a kind of a, I mean, I have a fairly good uh, relationship with just being, being hurt just because of how we grew up and, and what we've done. But you, um, it definitely is a molder, you know, it definitely will shape, shape you. But I think when you can change your perspective a little bit on, on, on the avoidance of it, you know, that when you're, when you're just looking to avoid it always. And when I say that, I meant like when you get hurt, try to figure out, you know, hurry up and take some meds or something to stop the pain. Like where's the Advil? Where's the thing? Instead of just kind of going, okay, well I'm hurt. And actually your body functions better uh, to heal itself when you don't suppress pain. I have a theory about that pain suppression. Actually, the more you suppress the pain, the, the, the more you suppress the healing and mm-hmm. that the, the sensations are actually driving the hormones and driving the body into recovery. So I think there's something to be said about that as well, uh, about it, but yeah, changing that, changing that relationship, you know, like, like you, it, because it's, a, it actually connects to discomfort. And so when you can change your relationship with discomfort, it, it has a tendency to lead you to, you know, I think a better life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Going back to this concept of sensations, I think a lot of people, as you mentioned, are losing their, their connection to nature, losing this connection to themselves. Some of that's due to isolation. A lot of that's probably due to artificial light, lack of exposure, constantly wearing shoes and not being grounded. Um, this, this incredible comfort crisis with Netflix and air conditioning and all the luxuries that the world provides now, which even though it's not at the forefront of the human eye, you know, within the, the brain's file cabinet, like you described earlier, definitely have side effects. And what's so interesting is that as a result of doing all the comfort things, anxiety and depression are probably at an all-time high. So people are craving altered sorts, sources of consciousness. So they're reaching for alcohol, marijuana, other, other sources of you know, altering their, their state. But in reality, you can alter your state with sun exposure, a beautiful walk, connection with loved ones, great conversation, uh, stimulation of the mind, adventure, you know, exposure to hot or cold. And, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. What are your thoughts on this? You know, how do we change this narrative so that more people are doing things that optimize their health, their well-being, and truly make their lives better. But it seems like so easy. You, you, you know, it's, it seems like it's like so easy. People are like, oh, you're, you're providing just that? Like, it seems like it should be more complicated, but it's really not. Well, that's the irony, right? The irony of the story is, is that the greatest things are quite simple, right? And, and actually could be a lot of them, it's free. And so if there's no profit, there's no motivation. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, in some aspects, it's like, hey, if it's not complicated. I mean, I always say that complication is usually just a, a way to disguise imperfection and that the perfect 
the perfect is 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 very simple. But when you have to put a bunch of decorations on it, it's because you're trying to hide you're 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 hiding something a, a flaw. Uh, you know, I mean, I think one of the ways you do it is you you lead by example. You know, it's like with children, um, with your friends, you lead by example. You you and then you also share. Uh, you you share. Uh, the things that are working for you, the things that you benefited from. I think you start in your own yard, your own house, and then you work out to your neighborhood, to your community, you know, to your, to your country, to your world. Um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a, a, a big piece of it. I, I mean, I think there is, uh, I think there's definitely some things that are more beneficial than others that are easier to do than others. I think that, that, you know, I think people will become desperate because nothing's going to work. And then they'll be driven to ask the question and which is, which, which will help because then there'll be an answer. But I, I, you know, I, and I think we're, we're in, we're very, we're in that time now where we, where we become detached enough that, like you said, that we're driving, you know, just that we've, we've never had more mental health and anxiety issues. Uh, and it perfectly coincides with, we've never been more comfortable and we've never had more abundance. Uh, even though we're, it's all about the fear of scarcity is what's driving a lot of the fear of what's happening. And so they're, they're promoting scarcity, but yet we've never, there's never been less people starving. I mean, that could change in the next few years just because of stuff that's happening in the planet. But, but, yeah, I, I, I think that that's a piece of it. A piece of it is that we're, you, you know, it's like, it's like if you're, if you're an alcoholic, if you really, you have to really want to quit and people don't stop until they usually are at rock bottom. They have to just be, they can't, you can't kind of want to make a change because that won't work. You have to really almost be at rock bottom. I think it feels like, I don't know if we're, we're not necessarily at rock bottom, but we're, we're not far from it. And, and, and I probably some people are given just the nature of the pressure of what's happened in the last couple of years has just magnified the things that were already happening. Um, I think part of the reason why the whole thing, you know, this situation that we're in is, came about was because we were first perfectly primed for it. I think we were like primed up for it. And uh, whether it was, a you know, whether it was contributed to or not, it, I think we we're just in a perfect, perfect you know, every, the wood was nice and dry, so it was easy to light the fire kind of thing. Um, it, it, the wood wasn't being dried out on purpose. It didn't matter. It's still the, it was ready to be, to be lit. And, and so I think that that's a, you know, I think that's a, uh, that's a piece of it, but Hey, we have to see the examples. I think we have to, the people, those of us that are, that are, that are conscious of it and working towards, you know, being connected with nature and trying to take care of ourselves to fortify ourselves and, and, and being aware though, though we can, can, we can help, uh, contribute to, to the, those that, that it's not so, um, obvious. Maybe it's not so obvious. That's actually a really good point for some people. It may not be obvious. So continuing the conversation, trying our best to make it as obvious as possible, and then creating educational opportunities along the way. And you've talked about this concept of share. And you, Gabby, your relationship with XPT, like you are so good at sharing. And I know you, I've heard you describe that a little bit where 
the world's kind of gotten to this place where they share just enough to try to tease people into a profit. But you guys are so good at continuing to share, which is what I think is what's really led to all this innovation for you. Because it's like you share an idea, three of your buddies share an idea. Oh, wow. Now you combine all of that ideation into a blender and make a really cool smoothie that then you know, leads into things like stand-up paddle boarding, toe-in surfing, and then the foil board. What are your thoughts on this concept of sharing? You know, I heard a great, uh, at one point I heard a great uh, podcast talking about the development of computers and just the whole, the technology and, and how it was evolving. They had a think tank, right? And it was just evolving, 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 and just things were happening so quickly. And then as soon as somebody took their idea and got, got proprietary and got protective, the evolution just stopped. It went boom and just, and then it, then it was just in little fragments. But until then, when everybody was, you know, I I mean, I think, I think when you're, when you think you need to have a secret, I think it's because you're, you're insecure, you're scared. And I think that that's, uh, I think that, that that's a, a sign of, of fear. You know, I think you're, I think you're scared if you need a secret to, if you feel like you need some edge over your opponent and, and that kind of a thing, I think we live in a world of that. Like, Hey, I got this thing and I'm just going to make me better than you. And you know, we do our countries do it. Our people do it. Um, I, I mean, I think growing up in Hawaii with, with kind of more of a Polynesian philosophy where, you know, there was a, there that you always shared, I think it was, you know, it's like the farmers when you had a huge harvest and you had a bunch of stuff, you, you, you share with the neighbor and then the other hit the neighbor caught a bunch of fish and then he shared his fish and then you shared your, and then, you know, everybody had what they needed. And I think, um, you know, I know it's a pretty, uh, fulfilling experience to share with people things that you really benefit from and you see them. I mean, I, we call it the selfish act of giving, but it's a crazy good, it's a, you don't really get anything better than that. I tell people, I go, you know, when you're a kid, you, you really, uh, it's always like, Hey, what am I going to get for Christmas? You know, you're like, Hey, what am I getting? And then when you get older and you're a parent, you're like, okay, what am I giving? What am I giving for Christmas? Not what am I getting? What am I giving? And it switches. And then you, because once you've gotten, you realize, well, that's okay. That only goes so far. Let me try this other new thing. Let's try giving and see what that does. And, you know, you see successful people do that. Uh, not everybody, but you know, you see, you see certain people that have a level of success and then they, they don't, it didn't accomplish what they thought their accumulation didn't fulfill them the way they thought it would. And then they turn around and they start donating and giving and, and get involved in all this stuff. And, um, and to, to get that sensation, you know, that feeling of giving. And so I think that there's, uh, I know, I mean, part of my motivation is, is because I've been so shared with in my life and people have been so generous to me. I just, it's like, pass it along, like pass it, pass it on. And, and, and then also you get the feeling of it, that that sensation when you, when you share with people and you give them something that can have a, you know, a life change. I mean, it's one thing to just give somebody something. And it's another thing to give something that has a profound effect on their life and their well-being. I, I mean, I don't know too many, 
things more than that, right? I don't know too many things that are more beneficial than you share somebody an activity with somebody, this activity that totally changes the way they look at things and what they do and where they go and their whole life goes upside down. Or you share with them some food uh, that, you know, or some habit, some ritual that habit that you have that makes a big difference and their sleep's improved or their, you know, something's improved in their life. That's pretty, I mean, I, for me, I feel like that's real stuff. No, it, it, it absolutely is. And I can attest to it. I mean, when I was at a little bit of a lost point, you know, post-competitive career, I ended up at your, in your backyard. And, you know, I was so fortunate that you shared, as you mentioned, rituals, exposure therapy, mindsets, your time, your energy. And, you know, now I'm very thankful to take that and share it in the podcast format and share it. You know, having people over to the house doing sauna and cold plunge rounds, practicing the art of breath work. And so, you know, you absolutely live that along with your wife, Gabby, and and your entire team and network that you're surrounded by. And I think it goes back a little bit. You know, you've talked about your early days on the sand there at the in the North Shore, where, you know, you're observing, you're observing the waves. And it's like, you gotta share the waves a little bit. But it's also you were not really pushed by just competition amongst others, but more so like seeking your individual edge. Okay, if I if I made that wave, I got to live with this eternal optimism that the next one's going to be better or maybe a little bit bigger or maybe shaped a little bit differently. And if I'm seeing this at the shore, well, maybe if I if I go further out there with a little bit of innovation with the jet ski or, you know, some of these toe-in, toe you know, modalities that you guys started with. Maybe, maybe there's something else out there. You know, what, what are your thoughts on this whole adventuring? I get, I get excited to hear you talk about it because it's so, um, it, it's partially the unknown. So it's, it's very, very fun and explorative. Well, obviously, I think we're, we're, ex- we're explorative creatures. I mean, we're, we're, it's why we've, that's one of the, one of the key elements of our success. Uh, is our, our, our hunger for exploration. I mean, you know, you got Elon, he's trying to go to Mars. I mean, we're still, it's there, right? It's, it, it, I mean, the funny thing is everybody wants to go to space and I'm like, we, we barely scratched the surface of the ocean. I think we've, you know, we've explored like three or 5% of the, of the world's ocean, but I think it's a very deep rooted instinct uh, to, to, to explore and discover. Uh, I think that that's just where it's built in into our uh, into our DNA, and it was one of the mechanisms that allowed us to survive uh, and and you know and populate the world. And so I, you know, for me, I think that that's a, a I know I have that naturally, right? And and so if I can, and, and and there's a there's something fulfilling about an adventure, right? And there's something about going into the unknown. And that, that whole explorate, you know, exploration mindset, and and what that, how that makes you feel, and what that does for you, and uh, as a, what it does for your spirit. I think it's, uh, you know, it's. I think it's. I mean, there's something that is just is fulfilled in you that it's like you have a space in your in inside of you that's designated for that, like a little compartment, like a, you know, it's like 
no matter how much dinner you eat, somehow there's always room for dessert for, you know, for people that are big dessert people. It's like, well, then you need to eat enough dinner, but there's like a dessert pocket that the dinner doesn't fill up. Like, so, and in a way, I think there's an explored, I think there's, there's an explorer in us, right. And in, in all of us. And I think it, I mean, I do feel that it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit more predominantly a male thing. Like, I think it's, it's a little, I think it's connected to hunting. I think it's the hunting, seeking, finding kind of mentality. Um, so, but there, it's a human condition to explore and to, and to seek. I mean, it, you know, I mean, we spent every time we turn around, you know, that's what we're doing and not all of us have it. I think there's just like a little bit of a, there's certain of us that have it, certain, uh, certain ones of us don't. I think there's a, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it, what it is, but I think there's a certain, uh, you know, there's just a certain percentage of us that have that trait. There's like, there's like a certain percentage of us that had like the, the, you know, the, I'm not scared trait or the, you know, less fear is a different thing for them. I think it's the same thing as that there's a, we have a certain percentage of us have this, this thing that drives us to seek and search and explore and discover, you know, in the, in the interest of humanity. I'd like to take a moment to thank our friends over at Viori. They are bringing a new perspective on performance apparel. Their products are incredibly versatile and allow for freedom and flexibility in any arena. As humans, we are complex creatures, always on the move and always on the go. Allow Vuri to join you as you navigate the complexities of the human experience. Whether you are training, adventuring, lounging, traveling, or attending meetings, Viori has options to suit your active lifestyle. My personal favorites are the men's core short and their line of Ponto performance products, which are so incredibly soft. Check these guys out over at viori.com slash Invictus Mindset for 20% off your very first purchase and free shipping. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Invictus Mindset for 20% off your very first purchase and free shipping. Everything they have is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. It's so freaking comfortable that you won't want to wear anything else. Breathing, movement, circulation, digestion. What do all these body functions have in common? Our muscles. There are over 600 muscles in the human body that are responsible for supporting our daily activities. That's why your muscle health is incredibly important. On this podcast, I always discuss seeking our peak expression and striving to maximize our human potential. And so I try to share with you the top products that I find on the market. My HMB is a clinically proven ingredient that has been shown to help build and maintain lean muscle mass increase strength, improve recovery, and enhance body composition. Learn more about your muscle health at myhmb.com slash Invictus. Once again, that's myhmb.com slash Invictus. Enhance your muscle health and enhance your life. I also think it's you, you live with this unique, I don't care what other people think of me. And you're not afraid to look silly in the pursuit of trying to learn a new skill. 
And, you know, I can relate to that a lot. Like for me, failure is like, it's a data point. Oh, I missed those 10 shots as I referenced before. It's because my foot positioning was like this or my follow through was like this. It's just, it's information gathering so that the next one can be that much better. How did you develop or develop such a healthy relationship with fear? I, I think, again, I think there's a certain percentage of us. My stepdad used to say, you know, big wave riders are born and not made. You don't become one. You just either are one or you're not. And, you know, you could come from the middle of the country where you weren't near an ocean and go and be like, go to the ocean and just be drawn to that energy. And, and you know, I mean, need to learn the skills, but you already had, you know, what do they say? They talk about attributes versus skills. Mm. Uh, Rich Devaney is a, has a great book about that. And, you know, the uh, 25 attributes, but, you know, so you have that, I think you're built in with that, you know, like there's just certain little kids that are just daredevils. They're just little, they're going to jump off the thing. They're going to climb up and I mean, they're just this, you know, it's in them. And so I think you, 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 that's a, a piece of it, you know, that's, and then you're in the right environment. You know, I, I think part of how I grew up in a, in a, with a certain level of, uh, discrimination, you know, that I had a certain level of discrimination. I think, you know, I used to have a saying that I said, you know, if you don't like me because how I was born, why would I be upset if you don't like the way I act? And so, you know, uh, I think that there's something to be said. I think that was something that was helpful for me because it detached me from caring as much about what people thought, because I'm like, well, I got people that just don't like me because, because of the way I look. So, but they don't like me because of what I'm doing, big deal kind of thing. And so in a yeah. way that was a useful tool that ain't let, you know, what, what was said again, back to the, the, the things that the, the, those things that are, are painful and maybe hard to live in at the moment, shape you and give you the attributes that are later. So beneficial, you know, these, these, these things are beneficial later on and not like, Hey, if, if you got, then you're not worried when people are like making fun of you or that when you're doing something, they're like, oh yeah, that's stupid. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times in my, my, my journey that I had people, you know, mocking me and saying that's stupid and why would you do that thing? And I mean, doing it open and doing it publicly and then turn around a year later and they're doing the same exact thing. And I'm scratching my head going, yeah, isn't that stupid? It's pretty dumb. Why would you ever do that? And then they're, you know, so I, I think that that's, uh, and I've seen that happen, uh, you know, enough times to go, yeah, that's just the process. And I think, I mean, I could see myself even being that way where in a way, if, if you mock it and you're kind of just, you, it, it, then you don't have to re be responsible for it actually being legitimate. And then, or you decide, you know, are you going, Hey, I'm going to have to, maybe I have to change the way I look at things, or maybe I'm going to have to learn and be a beginner and try to learn how to do that. And so I, easier to just go, ah, that's stupid. Why would you do that? And then it lets me off. Then I'm off, you know, then I'm, then I'm off the hook from being responsible. Yeah, for sure. So many of your stories I can relate so much to you. You talked about, you know, trying to relate to people and looking different, you know, in, in your early days out in Hawaii. And I very much experienced that in the basketball world where, you know, playing in the inner city of Los Angeles, I was the only white kid. I wasn't known as my name. I was known as, oh yeah, the white boy on the basketball team. And so in order to gain respect, I had to figure out how to put the ball in the hoop. 
And it almost sounds very similar in the sense of like, all right, if you don't want to respect me, I'm going to show you what I can do out in the ocean. You know, what are your thoughts on, you know, originally it's the pursuit of of validation based on your performance. And then you might be able to relate to this too. Part two of that is, you know, as you get older, it's not seeking validation for your function, but rather than who you are as a human being. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that that's a contributing factor. I, I, I think for me, my, my transition was, okay, you're driven by frustration and anger when you're young and hungry. And then all, and then all of a sudden you get some sort of success and fulfillment. And then you're like, wow, I'm not angry anymore. Uh, and I'm not frustrated. So now what do I do to drive myself? And for, I, I just used, uh, I just use the fact that I really love it. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, I love this thing. This, I love this. This is an unbelievable thing and I love it. And so, so I'm going to drive myself because I love it. And so, and that's why I always talk about intentions and how important your intentions are, because those are the thing your intentions will always dictate how you behave in the moment of truth. So, if you're doing it for any other reason than something real, something substantially true, you're going to be a disaster when you get when you get tested. Now, if you're doing it because uh, for the truth and for in some genuine, legitimate thing, because you love it, for example, you're going to be solid. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be okay when the when a, you know when a 40 footers landing on your head, mm-hmm. you know, you're be good. You're like, Hey, you know what? That's part of, this is part of the price of that. This is what happens. And, but you know what? I love it instead of some other reason, uh, that, that is, you know, more superficial. Yeah, for sure. When you know that death is kind of always looming over your shoulder in those very challenging circumstances, as you just described, what enables you to kind of keep your foot on the gas questioning what is possible? I think some of it's experience. You know, I think you've, you've, you know, you survive once, you survive twice, you survive a hundred times. You, it's that you eternal have, optimism again. Yeah. Well, you're going to get through it. I mean, you, but you have some evidence mm-hmm. in your, you have some evidence in your, in your, you know, in your vault, you can go, Hey, you know what? So far, so good. Yeah. Um, made it, made it, made it. And, 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 but you also look to what part of the reason you had success in failure was that you, it wasn't because you gave up. You, you, it was, you never had any, there was never any success from giving up ever. And so, uh, giving up was not now succumbing is different. Submission is a different thing. Sometimes you, you, you in the right to you, you need to make the call, but submission is, is, is act can be a very useful tool, uh, in the, in, in the right moment. Cause it can buy you time. It can, it can allow you to recover. It can, it can, you know, there's certain times that submitting that continuing to push against the unmovable isn't beneficial, right? That's not going to be beneficial, but knowing how to make that call, I think that is the, that's more of the art, right? More of the art is to know when, you know, when hoist has got you in a, in a, you know, in a, in a lock, are you going to be able to get out of it? Right. Like when do you make the move? 
and so I think that that's a big, and that's true. You know, those are metaphors for life as well, right? Those are certain, certain, you know, those are useful in every situation. I'd also say it's part of the reason why we train. You know, you've, you've probably heard of James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, but he loves to say we don't rise to the level of our goals, but we fall to the level of our systems. And if those systems become innate parts of our being and unconscious competence, when you're in a pinch, you're kind of trained like, oh, I've been here before. I can navigate my way out or, all right, I'm in trouble. Let me temporarily practice the art of stillness and see if I can cognitively problem solve my way out of this. And if I see the risk being greater than the reward, well, you know, for a UFC analogy, you know, we, we tap twice or, all right, I need to, you know, exercise my escape route now. How have you kind of developed this, this cognitive relationship with submission? Because that's a major challenge to the ego. And, you know, the ego can be really beneficial at times. And then as Ryan Holiday describes, it can be the enemy other times, you know, and that, that's a challenging thing to, you know, come face to face with as a very, you know, high driven male. Well, I think it's, I think you need to be honest, uh, with yourself and, and know when you're in over your head, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, there's just certain things that you go into situations and I, I put myself in situations and do and have and, and will, I imagine uh, that, you know, I'm, I don't have the expertise and the skill uh, that, that I would want or I'd like to, or, or, the, or, or that the other people I'm with that are doing it have, and so I'm honest, I'm honest and go, Hey, you know what we, we used to talk about, especially early on, um, you know, that we were, we were never, uh, like we were, we, we, there was no, there was no disgrace in being conservative on the, when the waves got giant where, you know, the shoulder of the wave is the side that, you know, you're the furthest away from the critical part. And we called ourselves the shoulder soldiers, you know, like we're, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not against taking a line that, you know, that you, that you can make, right? Like, and so again, that's the ego, right? That's the ego, the, the, the battle of the ego, because the ego is to say, hey, just go a little deeper, just go a little further over, just to the thun. And you're like, you know, what do we say? There's old and bold, no old bold, you know? So in a way, I think there's something to be said about that. I think you get a relationship with that, with, with keeping your ego in check. And, 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 uh, and again, that, that's also connects with the, you're not, you're not worried about looking bad. You know, you're not worried about people laughing at you. You're not worried about, I think that that's ties into that. That's part of that mechanism. And so, you know, and, and you know what, some days you're just feeling a little off. You're like, Hey, you know what? I'm good. Like, I don't, I got nothing to prove. And then when you're feeling good, you might be like somebody be like, well, that seemed a little like you're, you know, going at it. And you were just like, but you, but you were letting, you were letting everything impact that, right? You're letting everything, you're not just going, Hey, you know what? I don't care. That's telling me every, that, that thing is saying, don't do what you want to do. And then you still ignore it and just go do it. You know I mean? Then you wonder, well, wow, that was probably I mean, and I've done that too, right? I've done that enough, enough time because I think there is, you know, I mean, there's, there's something about being confident 
uh, and believing and having faith that you can do it and all that. And then there's something about being cocky and getting spanked. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the cocky part. I know that the ocean is a crazy place that when you come with certain attitudes to the water, the water is the most conductive element on earth, right? So it's, it's like electrical, like it conducts electricity. You come with a certain energy. Like I, I just, you know, there I had, a, you know, like I, maybe I had a situation with somebody in the water and I, I, I was, it, it made me aggressive or something. I mean, the next wave, you just get absolutely pumped. Boom. You're like, you know, I, I mean, the thing it's like is, it, just, knows. it just lets you know, like, Hey, that, that, that won't be tolerated or that you're just, you're bringing on to you what you're, when you're sending out. And so I don't know which one of those, probably a little of all of it, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a teacher. Like you, you, you start to learn quickly that, you know, and sometimes you just ignore it and do it anyway. And then you pay too, and you know, you're going to, but you still yeah. do. But, you suffer those consequences when you're like, resistant or battling the water rather than seeking that flow state of trying to be as Bruce Lee would say, be water. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and also, also being on, like I said, back to being honest, like, so you're going to have days that everything's, you know, going your way and you're going to have days that nothing's going your way. It's just part of, part of the cycle of life. And sooner you get, you you know, you sooner, the sooner you embrace that, the, the less, the less effective those, you know, affected you're going to be. And probably the more, the less consistent those will happen. It'll become, they'll just be a, a they'll, they'll kind of, the hills will get knocked down a little bit. For sure. One of my favorite concepts is just do the next right thing. And sometimes that's challenging in a world where we're in pursuit of this linear progression of, Well, it needs to be better every single time. Every year I need to make more money. I need to have more impact. It's it's this more, more, more. But in reality, if you practice the art of just doing the right thing, you may have some peaks, you may have some valleys, but hopefully they won't be so far away from each other. Maybe they're a little bit smaller ratios, a little bit closer to that optimal level of homeostasis with a gentle upward rise over time. How do you kind of practice that art and navigate that concept and then also help share that ideology with others? Because waves are ever changing, man. It's like you can't expect every single session to be better than the last, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and I mean, listen, I, I know there, there are days and there is perform, there are performances and, and, you know, in seasons that you, you'll never outdo that. You, you, you'll do something different. But you're never going to outdo that at that on that day with that way because there's because first of all the waves are never going to be like that and that board you're riding and the, the state of mind you were in and the conditions that you I mean just all the factors that played into creating that performance it's like you saying hey I'm going to paint another Mona Lisa oh, no you're not you're not going to paint another Mona Lisa there's only one Mona Lisa and then and you were in the mindset at the time and had the brushes and the colors and the things that that made the Mona Lisa the Mona Lisa and after that there's something else there's a new one but there's not that one uh, and, and so that I think that that's, you know, and that's something that you learn. That's you learn that. I mean, the ocean, if the ocean doesn't teach you anything. It'll teach you that one, that that each one is unique in itself. Every wave on the same day on the same swell is different. Every ride is different. There's no two rides the same. 
like everything and there's no two snowflakes the same in nature. That's how nature works. I mean, we're, we're, you know, man builds all these things, these, these, you know, cookie cutter, the exact same thing comes out each and, and nature just produces, you know, no two cells, no two this, no, nothing's the same. And there's, I don't even know the numbers that, that there are and the amounts that there are of it. And every single one's different. So, you know, you look at that and you're like, okay, well, that means everyone, everything's different. Every wave's different. Every performance is different. You know, it's all different. So in a way, then, then, then that kind of sets you free because you're kind of like, okay, well now those are all different. So they're going to be different. So then you don't put the comparison scope on it as much, right? You don't go, and then, and then you can just start doing it different ways, right? Then you get, I mean, I, I, then you start being driven by what you haven't done versus what you have done. I think I find real satisfaction in that, which is there's a greater opportunity to do something that you haven't done than there is an opportunity to do what you've done better. And I, and I think that, and, and to try to do what you've done better, I think that that is a disaster. That's a, that's a recipe for unhappiness and unfulfillment. I think that's what a lot of people deal with. I think mm-hmm. that they're dealing with that on the, on a daily basis and they're, and you know, and, and I mean, what do they say? Comparison is the death, death of happiness, but yeah, when you try to have a thing and you say, okay, this is specifically what I had and I want to outdo that particular thing. It's like, you know, that, I think that is a, uh, and, and you have to have some faith and trust that, you know, the, if you've been, you know, I, t- I always, Gabby and I talk about, you know, especially in lately the way things have been and, you know, and, and just with everything, you just don't, you don't know what to expect and you're kind of on guard and ready to react. And that's, that's real nature. That's more nature, uh, more, more like what you're like in nature being aware. You know, I have a saying right now, pay attention, pay attention, be, just be, be, you know, swivel head, like be attention. And then you can, cause if you, if you, are paying attention, then you'll probably be able to re- react better when, when uh, you know, when, when, when something happens. For sure, man. I think it's cool to like really paint that picture for people that nature is, is ever evolving. It's ever changing. No two things are exactly the same. And I think it's fascinating because our education system is kind of primed to be like memorize and then regurgitate for the exam, which is very unrealistic to, to day-to-day life. And for you specifically, it's fascinating because, and I'm sure people strive to emulate your lifestyle and what you've done, but you're, you're a true trailblazer, man. You know, that famous line, do not go where the path may lead, go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Um, you, you, you live that and it's cool to observe that, you know, what advice would you give to, you know, some of these up and comers that are trying to you know, do it like Laird, you know, Luca is one that comes to mind, you know, a good friend of ours and, you know, my good friend, Jojo Roper, two guys that have been, uh, you know, on, on the men to ride the biggest wave, you know, Aaron Gold comes to mind among others that I'm sure I'm missing. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts in that regard? Well, I mean, first of all, I think you gotta be like a dog, you know, and not be discouraged. You know, it's like my dog, once he hooks his, once he's, if there's a rat and he's going after it, it's just, obno- you know, I mean, there's a obnoxiousness about pursuit, right? And if you're pursuing something, I mean, it, 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 to live with it is, I mean, I ask, you can ask Abby about it, but you know, the, I think the fortunate thing that I've had 
is that I've been exposed to some incredible people uh, in my life that that helped me, uh, whether it was through example or just supporting my pursuit, uh, or, or you know, or 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 you know. I mean, listen, we're, I think we're, what do they say? We're a culmination of the five people we spend the most time with. So I think there's something to be said about, you know, who, you know, you are the company you keep. And so if you're hanging out with a bunch of, you know, uh, guys that, you know, cook pastries and don't be surprised if, if, you know, if, if you're not a, you don't become a very good welder. Like, it's like, you know, go, go pursue the things that best support that thing right and but you got to believe and if you don't believe then don't even you should just don't leave the couch and um and and you know i think it's uh i mean i think i think for like i said i think that i you know having being around the right people uh to that support you you know having examples of 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 the ways right because i think like i said i had a lot of of men that I was able to look up to and just cherry pick. I go, oh, yeah, I like that trait. I like this trait. I like that trait. Oh, I don't like that trait. Mm, Maybe I'll avoid that one. And so in a way, just be the man that, you know, be the unique man that you can only you can be and, and let it be a culmination of the things that you most admire about the men that you admire and just make sure that the men you admire are admirable and that, you know, and that you're, you know, and that, I mean, because it's about being a man at the end of the day when it's all stripped away. OK, ride a big wave. Don't ride a big wave. Have a successful business. Have this thing like, OK, you got the family, you got the friends, you got the you know, you, I mean, it's about being a man at the end of the day. And what is being a man to you uh, represent? It's like for me, I feel like that's what I'm thinking about. I, I want to try to be like a be a man and what, and what that means. Like, what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, understand what it means for me. It, it, it has to do with. You know, there's certain moral value values and certain behavioral traits that being and 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 it's a work in process that, you know, you're you're always going to come up short. You're always going to be able to, you know, polish the stone a little better because there's some scrapes on it. And, you know, you might drop it in a little chip, a little piece off. And I mean, it's part of being you know, being alive is that that but being but being a, being the man that you respect. You know, my mom said to me when I was a kid, you know, you can't be true to anyone unless you can be true to yourself. And I think that there's something to be said about that. Right. So, you know, you have to start with you, be honest with you, do do, just conduct yourself in a way that you respect, like that you can. And then you can get people to respect you. Then people can go, wow, I respect that guy. Probably because he respects himself and conducts himself in a way that that allows him to, to respect himself. And so. Um, you know, I think that that's a, and I think that if you do that, if you do that, I think the the other part will just take care of itself. You're, you're going to, the things you, the other things that you accomplish will just be byproducts of you, uh, trying to, trying to, 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 you know, be, be that, be that, that person that you, that you respect and you admire and the other things will come the big wave and the touch and fish and the sharing with other people and all those things will be just byproducts of, uh, of, of that. For sure, man. I love that, that line. If you can't be true to yourself or if you can't be true to yourself, then you can't be true to others. I think that's a really cool takeaway from that description. And we talked a little bit about it offline 
But it's around this concept of not allowing the narrative of your past to be greater than the narrative of your future. That's a, that's a very popular topic. You know, we both have friends that were former professional athletes that always talk about what was, you know, everybody crosses paths with the person that peaked, you know, in high school or college that had all these accolades and memories, but then their memories end up being greater than their dreams. Will you touch on this a little bit? Yeah, that's a bad setup. You know, that's a setup for misery. I mean, then, then you're, you know, then the best days are behind you. Uh, you know, if I, if anybody taught me that lesson was, you know, Don Wildman, who, who since passed away now, uh, Mr. Wildman was a, just a beautiful man. And, uh, was the founder of Bally's health clubs, the largest, uh, fitness chain in the U S when he sold it. Um, he sold it when he was about 50. All he did was Ironman, uh, triathlons and then helicopter snow skiing and just learn everything like learn stuff and listen to all the music, new music from the, from his grandkids. And, but just a stud of a guy. And that guy was, was, it was all about the, the pursuit, right? It was all about the next trip and the next thing. And I'm going to go race in the senior games. And I, oh, I just, I just broke that. I just broke that thing. And oh, I got the next event. And so he was all about that, that, uh, and, and, and didn't, I mean, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't salivate on that. It wasn't that down at the, you know, at the bar talking about how great he was in high school and used to date the homecoming queen and all that stuff. It was just like, he, he was in the pursuit. Right. And so I think that that it's hard to be enthusiastic, right. Which is important, right. We need enthusiasm. It's hard to be enthusiastic if the greatest days of your life are behind you. I think that's, in fact, it's impossible that, that, that you could, for you to be enthusiastic. If, if all the, of all your dreams and your hopes you've already accomplished because that's the whole thing, right? That's if you're, if you're, if your memories are bigger than your dreams, then it means that you've already accomplished that. And so then you, well, you're, then you're dead. And it's hard to keep going. You know, you described a rolling stone accumulates no moss and you know, the moment it, it gets stagnant, now it starts to accumulate moss a little bit. That's not, that's not good for anybody's life. Very, very mossy. Yeah. At that point, it's not, then you're not good for anybody either. Then you're, how, how good are you for your kids? How good are you for your friends? How good are you for your wife? How good are you for you? I mean, it's just, you're not good for anybody. Then it's just like, then it's, you know, well, then you're probably, you know, playing golf and drinking, getting drunk every day because, you know, you're trying to make a better score than the one you lied about the last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good description, man. And Don Wildman was a huge inspiration for you and Gabby in the creation of XPT. And, yeah. you know, you guys are doing some incredible things, integrating so much education with the help of Gabby and PJ and Jeff and all those guys that, you know, are huge contributors to that. You know, what, what are some of the plans for XPT coming up? in uh, the remainder of 2022 and to look forward to in 2023? Well, we have some events. So we have, we have, we have a couple of events. I think we're doing one, uh, we're doing something in, in Malibu here in the next month or so. Then we have another one in, I think, October in Costa Rica, then in Hawaii. So, so the events that those are more limited. And then I know that, that we have, uh, we built some pretty cool stuff on the app 
So mm-hmm. online we have that, we have some breath, some nice breath work and some, a bunch of fitness and just a lot of information. And then they're also working on uh, developing some studios. So some XPT studios. So yeah, everything's everything. I mean, listen, if this doesn't, if this little thing that we just went through doesn't teach us about how important our health is and, 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 and get us to focus on that, I, I don't know what will. And so we're, we're, and, and the, and the, the truth is, is that we're, we've already been in pursuit of it. This is what we do. This is our, we're fortunate to make lives out of this. And so it, it's, 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 we're, 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 it's, it's not like we just took a turn right when, right when everybody started thinking about how important it was to be healthy. We're already in that, that mode. And so this is just an extension of that and trying to help people find their homeostasis, right? Find their wellness and defend themselves against the mental and the physical war that we're in. Uh, to stay alive, you know, and to be, and ultimately to live a quality life. Totally, Laird. And the other thing I, I think it's important to note to people is you don't just talk about these things as marketing for your different businesses. You actually live them. And I've been fortunate to spend time with you and do them organically and now implement them, you know, on my own along with my tribe down here in San Diego. And man, it's made huge differences for my mind, my body, my soul you know, managing anxieties and different stressors. And it's not always physical in the weight room. It's the weight room meets the elements, matches the breath work. So that way we can understand ourselves and connect with ourselves and get introspective to our story and practice the art of living vulnerable. And you, you only do that through exposure to stressful situations. And so thank you for paying that forward to me and you know, spending quality time with us today. Um, you know, I look forward to crossing paths with you, man. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. And I'm thank you for, well, thank you for your work and, you know, spread and continue. We need a lot of soldiers to, to spread the word and to, and to, you know, I mean, we listen, there's just, there's, there, the, the more we can help people and the more it helps us and the more, I mean, we all need it. Right. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander, as they say. It's the selfish act of giving my friend. I appreciate you. For those of you listening, if you enjoyed my conversation with the legendary Laird Hamilton, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And as always, stay on the hunt for who you've not yet become. Are you over 35 and in need of a solid training program? Are you looking to improve your athleticism and keep up with the younger athletes in your CrossFit gym? Then look no further than our Invictus Masters program. This program places year-round emphasis on mobility and stability exercises with movements that we have seen directly benefit our master's athletes. Our program is led by Nicole DeHart and offers a training program designed specifically for master's athletes who are looking to compete at a higher level in the sport of CrossFit. Some of our top master's athletes in the world train with us, including CrossFit Games champion Kevin Kester, Matt Beals, and Pat Sprague. You can learn more about their stories and the Invictus Masters program by checking out their episodes right here on the Invictus Mindset Podcast. If you'd like more information about the current training cycle or to join the Invictus Masters program, please email Nicole at InvictusAthlete.com. That's N-I-C-H-O-L-E at InvictusAthlete.com. Breathing, movement, circulation, digestion. What do all these body functions have in common? 
are muscles. There are over 600 muscles in the human body that are responsible for supporting our daily activities. That's why your muscle health is incredibly important. On this podcast, I always discuss seeking our peak expression and striving to maximize our human potential. And so I try to share with you the top products that I find on the market. My HMB is a clinically proven ingredient that has been shown to help build and maintain lean muscle mass, increase strength, improve recovery, and enhance body composition. Learn more about your muscle health at myhmb.com slash Invictus. Once again, that's myhmb.com slash Invictus. Enhance your muscle health and enhance your life.